0: Welcome to Word at Nine, a podcast dedicated to lifting up the voices of student preachers at Yale Divinity School. I'm your host, Christy Stang. Today, we welcome Misty Kiwak Jacobs as our preacher. Misty is a native of Arizona who currently lives in upstate New York, and she's a postulant in the Episcopal Diocese of Western Massachusetts. Misty has been married 26 years and is the mother of two children, Isaiah and Malachi. She is a graduate of Sarah Lawrence College and Yale Divinity School and is currently working on an STM in homiletics at Yale, exploring the realized eschatology of preaching and Sabbath. You can find the text of this sermon on her blog, awordplease.org. In this first week of Advent, our scripture for today is Jeremiah thirty-three fourteen 14-16. So before we hear from Misty, let's take a moment to be present with this reading. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Misty, thank you for sharing your voice with us today.
1: Our reading from Jeremiah today comes from a portion of the text referred to by scholars as the Book of Comfort. It contains oracles of hope, forgiveness, and restoration. Restoration from what? The Sunday lectionary gives us a tiny portion of scripture. So let's place today's Old Testament reading in context. Jeremiah lived around 600 BC. The people the prophet Jeremiah is addressing have a historic memory of the Assyrian invasion about 100 years before much like we have a historic memory of Pearl Harbor. In addition, the people have very recently experienced the siege of Jerusalem by the Babylonians and the temple's destruction. The centuries long kingdom of David has come to an abrupt end. Jeremiah attributes the current political instability to the Israelites' unfaithfulness. They're breaking the first covenant with Yahweh on Mount Sinai, when, instead of honoring the covenant given to them by Moses in the Ten Commandments, they bowed down to a golden calf. So Jeremiah preaches against them. The oracles of judgment, Jeremiah's call to repentance, are followed by the Book of Comfort. Chapters 30 to 33. Our reading today imagines the restoration of the community with God. Why discuss repentance in Advent? In the secular world, these weeks before Christmas are about twinkle lights and baking. However, it is a season in which the church asks us to ponder the four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Our tasks as Christians in Advent is to remember that we will die and, like the Israelites, to repent. The Hebrew scriptures reveal God to be a God of relationship. And we repent to restore that relationship. God speaks his desire for covenant with us and wishes comfort for us down through the millennia. And we are a people in need of comfort. Five million have died worldwide in this pandemic, leaving millions more grieving. For nearly two years, we have been living day-to-day and face-to-face with mortality and disruption. Jeremiah 33, 6. I am about to grant to them a cure and a healing, and I will heal them and reveal to them a wealth of true peace. These stark pandemic years have caused us to reprioritize. People are questioning what jobs they're willing to do and for what money. This crisis is what some are calling... This crisis is what some call a labor shortage and what some call a reaction to unjust wages. That right there, that question is it a labor shortage or a wage shortage that right there divides us and in that divide and the divide between every question like it every question of self-defense or murder the gulf between describing a demonstration as a peaceful protest or as a riot every fear or embrace of a changing world that crack between us the disagreement and anger and sometimes hatred, that space calls for God's restoration and God's comfort. Jeremiah 32:27. Look, I am the Lord, God of all flesh. Can anything be beyond me? Let us call down co- God's comfort upon the young. Millennials and the generation that follows them, Generation Z, born since 1995, are known as the Anxious Generation. Young adults are struggling with hope and purpose, diagnosed with anxiety and depression at rates higher than any generation before them. Our world has given them 9-11, the 2008 financial crisis, the COVID pandemic, with a heretofore unknown access to information via the internet information about war racial injustice and ecological destruction Jeremiah 33:12 Thus says the Lord of hosts in this place that is waste without man or beast and in all of its cities there shall be Again, habitations of shepherds resting their flocks. May the comfort of God's justice reign upon people of color. Slavery was abolished in 1865, but between 1882 and 1968, at least 4,742 people were reported lynched murdered without due process by vigilantes. In 99% of cases, the perpetrators escaped punishment. Violence against innocent people of color continues to go unpunished. But the tide is beginning to turn. Thanks to cell phones, those chirping little boxes of constant interruption, these incidents of violence are being recorded And in some cases, like in the case of the murder of Ahmad Arbery, video evidence is beginning to turn the tide of white men killing black men without consequence. The prophet Isaiah declares, is this not the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of injustice, to undo the bonds of the yoke? let the oppressed go free so what does jeremiah have to do with advent with the sweet anticipation of a baby who will be wrapped in swaddling clothes and tucked into a manger in advent the church anticipates not just christ's first coming as an infant but also his second coming as a just judge My dean at seminary during my MDiv emphasized Advent's four last things to the extent that our, could you call it a Christmas tree, I guess it was really an Advent tree until December 25th, was decorated with images of death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And maybe we made sure he wasn't in the building if we sang Christmas hymns during Advent, which, of course, we didn't. For what are we being judged? For being impatient with God's law and preferring to worship golden calves instead. We are divided by tribalism created by media algorithms that appeal to our fallen nature. Social media companies and news organizations that know we are more motivated by anger than by empathy corporations that benefit financially from our hatred of one another. By allowing rampant hate speech, Facebook is even considered complicit in the massacre that occurred in the country of Myanmar. Our enemies or the enemies that social media creates for us are children of God whom we are called to love, all of them. Does that sound naive or make you impatient or ring untrue? Impatient enough to worship other gods, to allow new sources to determine the value of those who disagree with you? Jeremiah 32:38 I will bring them back to this place and make them dwell secure, and they shall be my people and I will be their God. So now hell, there's something we don't hear preached about much. Jesuit priest James Shaw writes, if the doctrine of hell is true, and I personally am not convinced it is, but if it is a real possibility for each person as a result of his actual choices, of his putting disorder into his soul and into the world, it means that our ordinary affairs are shot through with unimaginable significance. May we be ever mindful of how our ordinary interactions may be creating torment or injustice for someone else. May we repent from our contribution to disorder in the world. In today's reading, Jeremiah promises a new covenant, a Brit Hadasha in Hebrew, a New Testament. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. Jesus Christ, son of David, made a covenant with us in his flesh. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, this is my body. Then he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank from it. This is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Mark chapter 14, verses 22 to 24. Here is our ultimate comfort and our hope. Here is heaven. If we turn from sin and believe, we are saved by the blood of the Lamb. Come, Lord Jesus, come.
0: This has been Word at Nine, a podcast dedicated to lifting up the voices of student preachers at Yale Divinity School. Thank you for listening.